We there yet? We there yet? The podcast with Rich Kiamko. Ah, that's me. (laughs) So we're here live. I'm here with Holly Lene. We're at the Asheville Comedy Festival. We're on, uh, well, today is, what's today? Oh my God, is this? It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Saturday. (laughs) It's been so many days. I I have no idea. I know. It's a blur. Now you, I saw you last night Uh up at... uh, the late, Disclaim, the late show, uh-huh. Disclaimer Lounge, which was awesome. Yes. I learned something about sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Straight men and sandwiches. <laughs> Titty sandwiches. Titty yeah. sandwiches, which I which I guess are gluten-free. They are gluten-free. Depending on what you use yes. it for the... But sorry, they're not non-dairy. So <laughs> yeah, so you can't be lactose, lactose intolerant. intolerant. No, yes. there's plenty. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, but then tonight you're on the big show. Yes, yeah, so the main show, Diana Wortham. We're here at the Diana yeah, Wortham Theater. We're in the lobby. We totally snuck back in because like the other place was too noisy. So we're here just guerrilla style interviewing mm-hmm. you. Which was, I, and I loved your set last night. Oh, thank you. So now are you going to do similar stuff to that? Uh, I'm going to do I'm going to do something different, which I normally don't do. Okay, so disclaimer. Uh, I traditionally do mainstream or mixed rooms, right? And okay. so... So just for people who can't hear, right. she's black. I'm black. <laughs> Uh, I am. I didn't. Um, no. And so, uh, so I, that's what I normally do. And I generally kind of keep my material safe for what you saw last night. That was about as, you know, wild as it gets. But oh, okay. I do have. So a you're not going to do the titty sandwich tonight. I'm not going to do titty. Oh, I'm going to do worse than titty sandwich tonight. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. I'm going to try something completely different. I'm going to flip. What I'm doing tonight, I would normally do in front of an urban room or, Um, uh, right? Because, you know, Asheville's kind of white. Asheville is so white. Asheville's so white. Right, right. Asheville's so white. Asheville's so white. Um, And my mama so excited about it because she was like, you know, you're going to the craft capital. I'm like, (laughs) really? That's that's how you're going to sell this place? The Let's craft build, capital. Craft capital. Uh, well, she means craft as in... As crafting. In, not oh, craft cheese. I thought you meant craft like beer. No. No. <laughs> Even that would be better. No, she means craft. like arts and crafts, popsicle right, right. sticks and elbow popsicle macaroni right, right, right. and glue. Latch, latch hook rug. Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, crochet yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But right, um, right. Pre, This is pre-scrapbooking. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cross-stitching and all that crap. But right, um, right, right. So, so what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to take a set that I would normally reserve for an urban room. Wow. And put it on the white oh room. God. Now I want to see it. And want, see what happens. Now, just so you know, like, so I did the show on Wednesday. Okay. And I do a joke about you know, which from I'm, I'm from the north. Okay. I'm from New York City. Okay. So and I do all whatever. And I did a joke about you know that I, my partner. Oh yeah, I'm gay. So my partner okay. and I have Damn a it. have a have a Victorian house, and my partner's so p- meticulous about how it's accurate in its historic restoration mm-hmm. that I have to use the surface entrance. Damn. <laughs> now, gotta laugh. <laughs> right. But I said, but you know the the silver lining of that is separate bathrooms, no waiting. <laughs> The room fucking froze. It did. And I was like, oh, too soon? The, oh, wait, it's still happening. It, right, right. <laughs> you are you are in the South, sir. So. Right, right. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, sir. You're, you're in the South. I'm like, oh, I just, it just hit me like, yeah. oh, right. I'm right. in North Carolina. Right. That's kind of touchy. We we dish out the racism down here, sir. You right. don't get to do it. Right. You right. can't comment on it, but right. we're still generating Right, it. yes. But yes, you're correct. 
So when you leave, you leave out the other Yeah, you'll be going out the side door. <laughs> you'll be leaving through the back of the theater. You can leave right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to try that tonight and see how it works. I was really, really nervous. I'm really nervous about doing this. So by the time this comes out, um, either it will be a good thing or a bad thing. But we'll see what happens. I mean, it's still lighthearted fun. It's still... You know, a lot of my my topic of conversation is single lady stuff. So you're supposed to talk about what you know. So what I talk about is being single and dating and who I have to date and what it's like and, you know, experiences. And unfortunately, and a lot of people, a lot of guys say, you know, oh, all female comics do is male bash. Well, I mean, that's all we know. I mean, all guys talk about is masturbation jokes and stuff like that. But it's funny. It's the it's the male heterosexual male privilege that says that you you male bash while it's totally normal for a guy to just say you know bitches like that's that's right. already like yeah. built into the language yeah. Yeah. of bashing but it's not the same because i'm a dude i'm right. supposed to like bitches i'm supposed to bros before hoes right kind of attitude yeah but i'm supposed to just bake pies and shit right yeah bake a pie and no, shut I'm the not fuck ba- up yeah i'm not baking no no so i'm talking about guys and their guy parts and um and so my experience with it i had a very you know traumatizing experience with it so that's what i'm going to talk about in my little time that i have and we'll see if they take to it and if they don't then you know i had a better set last year then because what i did last night is what i did last year on the stage so so i felt like i would flip it up i didn't want to do the same thing right yeah i wanted to feel new i wanted to feel like since I had been here last year, I wanted to feel like I had progressed and grown as a comic, and right, which right. I have. I mean, it's but it's all in polish, not necessarily in material or, or you know, because it takes a lot to write new stuff. I don't get the opportunity to write as much as I'd like to. Right. Um, but, um, you know, so I still talk about those things in single and dating. I'm just expounding and, and branching out and bringing in other things right. um, from from what you saw last right. night. Okay, so now... You were born because you're in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm in now. Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You originally from Louisville? Yes, born, raised, and stuck, apparently. Wow, yeah. stuck. No, I'm not stuck. But Louisville out here is an amazing city. I mean, for Kentucky. It's, 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 it's the like best the city. city. It's the best city in Kentucky. I'm just not saying that. It is the best city in Kentucky. It's great um, if you're married, it's great if you're wanting to raise a family. Okay. That's the perfect place to be. It's right. it's big city with small city feel like they hold back some things because they don't want it to be too too big. We like the hometown small right. feeling, but we still have some of the progressive things. We don't have a sports team, but college is everything. College ball is everything in right, right, Louisville. Right. So yeah, so I was you know born raised, and then I'm gonna be moving here soon, pretty soon. Oh, to to I'm moving to Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta okay. is a great scene for comedy. Right, um, as far right. as the South, and like, for TV, and for TV, there's TV it's there. Second only to LA, right? Well, yeah, I would I would probably say so. I mean, it's to me, I kind of compare it to. Um, like a Southern New York or the right. new Chicago. Right. Because you right. have all the opportunities to get on stage. You're There's industry in the crowd all right. the time. Right. You have major headliners that come through all the time. They pick people out of, if you think about Last Comic Standing and Stand Up NBC and, right, right, you know, right. in recent years, the people that they've picked have all come out of Atlanta. Right. So right. there's something to be said about what they're doing in Atlanta. And they really do cultivate, care about, support their scene and right. everyone works with everybody and i just love that atmosphere those kids down there so i say kids but i call everybody kids, kids. they're so great they're so great and so supportive and um 
you know, so I'm looking forward to that. But Louisville is, Louisville's scene is under, I always say under construction because we have a lot of com comics there. Um, it's just not a lot of opportunities for Right, right. Well, the population of Louisville is what, a quarter million? No, it's more than that. Half a million? One million? I don't know. No, it's more than that. Oh, okay. Well, we're the 16th largest um, uh, city. Oh, okay. Wow. But it, uh, no, look, let me get into line. We are... We'll come back with those facts. You can edit this <laughs> in later. I'll send it to you we'll, later. We'll Google it up. And enter the accurate information <laughs> right. now. It's big. It's bigger than you think. Right. <laughs> Louisville, bigger than you think. Bigger than you think. They call it Possibility City, and that's oh, true. Okay. Um, we're home of the Kentucky Derby, Kentucky right. Bourbon, and Muhammad Ali. So right, we're, right. you know, so we're, we're, we're known for big things, but... Other times of the year, it's like, leave us alone, let us, you know, keep right, our right, small, right. you know, right, and then right. we'll come out and, you know. Um, but I love Louisville. It's, it's great. It's a, you can, it's a great place to call home. Right. Now, how did, how did comedy start for you? Like, what was the moment? Did you have something as a kid? Did you? Did you... No, no, I've just, you know, I'm an only child. So um, I've always been big on mimicry. So that came very easy to me. Right. And I guess I just had a knack. For th my friends used to tell me all the time I had a knack for telling stories. You mm. know, um, the way I retell a story or something that happened at the club. I'm like, girl, he did this and he, he was wrong, you know. And you're like, girl, you're hilarious. You should, you should do comedy. You know, you right, get that right, a lot. Right, right, right. And... Um, um, and so, you know, I just never really thought anything about it. It's, it wasn't a thing with me. It's just, I, I'm naturally funny. I'm naturally witty. I have right. gr really great comebacks. I'm, you know, and I just wanted to leave it at that. You right, know? right. But, but the, the, the translation, the, the true talent, I would say the, there's a skill in translating your funny at a party to funny on stage. On stage. Yeah, and I try to tell yeah. people all the time. I'm like, living room funny is way different <laughs> from, yes, yeah. yes, comedy Thanksgiving, shows. Thanksgiving dinner funny mm -mm. does not go over on a, in a regular crowd. you got to be able to build that trust right. and rapport. Right, B right. Trust, oh, yeah, it's definitely a science. And so while I always, you know, people, yeah, you know, my friends tell me I'm funny. Okay, well, go to the open mic. Right, right. Just, just go do it. it. Go up yeah. there and find it. Try it and see and then talk about it. Or right, right. before you, because here's my thing, is people, who, you know, once they find out I do comedy, they want to tell me everybody who they think is funny. Right, and right, then right. they want to ask me to tell them a joke. And then they want to start giving me jokes. <laughs> and then and it's just like... It's, it's comedy therapy for them. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just said I did comedy. I didn't ask for right, any right, of it, right, you know. Right. But um, so I always encourage people to do an open mic. And if you can do it, then then that's that's different. You'll be able to respect it a lot more right. once you do it. But, you know, right. Standing in front of a living room in front of all your friends, right. you know, of course, they're going to laugh, you know, right, right, and right. and they'll even follow you to the open mic and they'll laugh. But right, I right. feel like the true test of comedy is leaving leaving the comforts of home and just traveling to different cities and doing comedy right. where people don't Nobody know. Nobody knows you. You have Make, no reference to these to quote unquote these people. Right, exactly. This audience, yeah. Can it work? Does yeah. it universally work? There's yeah. no, I don't have a little, That's the thing. there's no little scholarship of friendship. Right. There's nothing. Right. It's just, this is gonna, does it's, this trap work every right. time? Exactly. Does this mouse trap work every single time? Exactly. And that's where the, that's where I feel like the true test is, is because like you said, it's universal. Does it universally pass the test? You know, is it unconditional comedy? You know, it's, it's, you know, meaning that, 
it's going to work everywhere, you know, and if you can get that, then you're on to something. But if it's just your friends and family laughing the whole time. Yeah, yeah that's like karaoke. Come on. You exactly. got to Whitney Houston it. Exactly. You got to get in a stadium, fill it, exactly. and blow us away. Right. If you're just going to be in a little room right. with, like, your three friends karaoke comedy, like, no, no, no. That's right. I know. I know. It's, that's, not, that's not a career, comedy right. career. Right, right. But, yeah, so I... Um, so, you know, it was just friends just egging me on, telling me that I was funny. And then uh, I befriended a comic um, and, you know, just unbeknownst to me, I just continued to, you know, just watch. I watched the hustle of comedy, meaning mm. the business side of it. Right. I'm, and I'm, I've owned a business, I owned an event planning company um, where I did event design and event planning. And subsequently that's gone now. But um I watched and I watched that business mind and that was the the biggest thing that was a draw for me and I was like okay okay well well let me you know what I think I might uh take a class at Second City yeah 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 and so how was your first how was the first time you got up in it after was, class um it was nerve-wracking it was nerve-wracking the first time so I did uh, I did sketch comedy class and I did improv class and I did the stand-up class at Second City wow so you and did like a little mini college I did a little mini college and I told my friend and he was like, you know, that's the Harvard of comedy. I was like, yeah, I know. And he was like, well, that's really cool that you're going to do that. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. And then so. So this is Second City Louisville? No. In it's Chicago? in Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. I okay. would have to. Okay. So this is when just like Did a you commute or did you live? Yes. Up? Oh, my yes. God. So I'm, like, I'm going to tell that's you the story. The so. Right, eventually. And then, so at the beginning, this is when Southwest was super cheap. Like, you could fly from Louisville to Chicago for $30 one Get morning. out. Right. This is, this is when I started. So I've been doing it comedy. It costs more to take a cab I know. To, the, to the airport. <laughs> I know. I know. And so back then, so I've been doing comedy for seven years. So this was seven years ago. You could buy a ticket from Louisville to Southwest for $29. So what I did was, is I bought a bunch of one-way tickets. And then I had some points that I had earned from like renting cars and hotel stays and stuff like that. And I would earn points as I would do that. So I'd rent a car for the day. You know, it'd be like 50 bucks or whatever. And then uh, I would earn points that I could turn into the return home. Oh my, well, because for $30. For $30, right? So, and then at, at my job that I had, a full-time job, um, I had earned some like big bonus, like a point thing, and you could redeem the points for something. And what I did was, is I got Marriott hotel cards, gift cards, uh, and the room would be like forty dollars a night, and I would use twenty of a four hundred dollar card. I would use twenty towards, and then I would pay twenty. And so I would just break that down, you know, over the course so of you, the course. You basically gave yourself a comedy scholarship. I basically just kind of, you know, a mini, you know, I had reduced. <laughs> I'd reduce lunch plan at Second subsidized, City. Subsidized, subsidized comedy. Subsidized comedy yeah. Right so right. I did that for a while, and then I was like, okay, this is getting ridiculous because I really feel like I'm out here like flying and flying into places and flying out the same day or you know or the, the next day or whatever. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna drive. And so I was like, it's just five hours. It's not that bad. So then I would drive up and then stay overnight, and then I would drive back the next day. And then as I continued to take the classes, then I would drive up, take the class, and then drive back the same day. Oh my God. So I did that for about it's a year and a half. Though. Were you like a zombie? 
No, but I, I loved it so much. Yeah, you yeah. know, it, it was like Second City to me was, and I always tell people this, Second City to me was like um, uh, the Professor X school of uh, new. You, you know, it, yeah, you were there with like minds and, and everyone had this special superpower for comedy. And, right. and I just wanted to be around those people and, right. and be able to express and they get me and I get them. And it was just like a language where we just all knew it. You know what I mean? Right, and we all right. understood each other. And, and so I didn't mind doing it. And then my first, my graduation class was nerve wracking. A week later, I went, I drove from Louisville to Indianapolis and I did an open mic and it was horrible. It was, I, you know, it was horrible for a first time or standards, right, but right, right. I couldn't do it at home. I wanted to do it away. So ever uh, since I started comedy, I've been doing comedy away from home. You've been doing down low comedy. I've been doing down low comedy. <laughs> down and low uh, comedy. and uh, it took me about six to eight months before I would start doing comedy at home. But I would do it in wow. other cities. So you were like so like not openly doing comedy. For yeah, I mean, while. they knew. They knew right, I was right, doing right, right. it. Right, right, right. But no one got to see you. No one got to see it because they were like, are you? Because this one guy I remember, his name's Cleveland. What up, Cleve? Uh, Cleve was like, so what's up with you? I hear you doing comedy. When you gonna do comedy here? You know, where you been? I'm like, I'm gonna be at, you know, in Lexington on this day. I'm gonna be in Cincinnati on this day. I'm gonna be in Indy on this day. He's like, how about Louisville? Right, when you gonna do comedy? You know, I get around to it, you know, or whatever. So it took a while. And then once I did, they were like, yeah, yeah, you got something. Right, because also now it's like, you, you don't have to, there's nothing worse than friends coming to a show and they're just like loving you. I want right. you to like love what I did, not right. love me unconditionally. Right. You know yeah, what I, I don't mean? Need I don't that. need that. Yeah, I don't need that. Well, you know, your your mama's got to love you because right? <laughs> right. it's your mama. Exactly. No, I don't need that kind of. I'm legally required to love you Yeah, exactly. 18. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't want that. So, you know, after that, I just, because um, I, I, I took, again, I took the sketch. I took the, uh, the uh, improv and I took the stand up and I did stand up one time. And then after that, I never looked back at the sketch and the improv. I, right. It's always just been stand up. Yeah. Because it just came the mo most natural right. to me. Right. So and I also feel like it's the most, for me, it's the most free because you like, like a superhero, you find your power. And you're just right. Like, right. And you yeah. Can conjure up all these things on stage. That, right. That, I mean, there's a whole other thing about, a it's like playing a team sport as right. opposed to like individual single, sport singles mm -hmm. on tennis to hit that ball over right. hit that ball over you exactly know. and not to say that i don't want to revisit those areas because i i do want to do yeah, yeah i want to be a triple threat i want to be able to act and write and also perform stand-up i want to be able to do it all but i had to run with what came the most natural right. um and right. then also it's kind of hard to do improv in Chicago when you're not there because you've got to be right. there available be to rehearse and do right, all that right, kind of right, stuff right. and then sketch writing it's like um at the time it wasn't real big so it's like I learn all this stuff but I don't have an opportunity to really apply it because I I can't see my vision acted out you know um right, right. so it just kind of those things just kind of fell to the wayside and comedy I could do solo by myself and just worry about me and just write and go write and go you know and right. uh so that's that's what I did that's what yeah. I focused on so I've been doing it ever since I I love it it's um it's a love hate and it's not even a lot of hate it's more or less like um I mean, there are things that you just said, there are things that you just have to go through. You know, you're not, you're not going to get, every door is not going to open and right. those sorts of things. And, but I always just try to keep a positive outlook. So what's a, what's a, like a crazy heckler or like, oh my God moment. Like you ever, ever show where it was like either like the most painful or big turnaround. 
Mm. Like I, you found your superpower on stage with a crazy heckler or something? Not, no, because I don't really, uh, I don't really allow that. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like I don't, I don't. Um, I mean, I do some crowd work because I'm my best with my banter because I'm, I'm, I'm quick with the wit. But um, I think I had one guy. I was in, I was at a festival. It was a one-day festival, and um, the guy was, it was outside, and we were on the the bank of the, mm, some rivers in Tennessee, and um, (laughs) he's just sitting there with his arms folded. Now, mind you, let let me preface this by saying, I had just came from Huntsville, performing in Huntsville, Alabama, and I had to drive to this area in Tennessee, and on the way from Huntsville, I got followed by a sheriff. Um, and my girl, my my girlfriend. I'm saying girlfriend as in homegirl. Let me let me just preface that. Um, <laughs> my homegirl was in the car with me, and she was like, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do?" I said, "Just you know, just keep cool, keep cool, you know, because right, this right. was this was maybe a couple years ago. Yeah, so yeah. we are already in this pre-Trump." era or whatever and so um i was like just keep cool we're not doing anything we're not I'm, we're not speeding we're not so you know you everything pull over no or? no he just followed he just followed us he followed us and then at a certain point he just turned off and then kind of up over this hill we came down the hill and you saw a sign that said welcome to tennessee i was like oh okay so he had to turn off because it was out of his jurisdiction right, right. well as soon as we got over that hill and passed that sign it was rebel flag rebel flag rebel flag i was just like okay so this is the welcome committee right wow. here you know so wow. so we're seeing these flags and we get to the get to the little park and you know the first uh, artist that was, was already on stage and performing or whatever and then it was comedians uh, section of it and um, so it was my turn and I and I get out here and this guy is just a big burly guy and he's sitting here and he's, he's Caucasian white okay and uh, he's <laughs> Caucasian, sitting, white, Caucasian like white white white, white. Right, <laughs> Anglo Caucasian white, Anglo, Anglo. <laughs> um, he is sitting the there SPF with his 85 right 50 <laughs> <laughs> um, with his arms folded uh-huh. and, and I'm like Cause it's too hot for your arms to be folded. Cause it's hot, and yeah. we're on the bank of a river, right, and there's right. mosquitoes and all kinds of stuff out here, you know. And he's just sitting there, just you know, with this snarl on his face. And I was like, you know, and anytime I'm in the South, like South South, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always try to start off like, "Hey, house, what's going on?" You know, just trying to, you know, feel out people, right, you know. Right, right. And uh, so I had started my set, and I just kept noticing him. You know, we always notice right. the person with you their arms the folded. Yeah, the one him. person, and he's sitting there on his blanket because there was lawn chairs on blankets. There was no seats, so people had to bring their lawn chairs oh or their blankets. God. And he was sitting there on his blanket, and he had his arms folded in those ugly Jesus sandals that they wear. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he's he's like, well, trying to figure out whether or not I'm going to laugh or not. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's kind of hot out here. Um you turning red in the face, you might want to take your ass home. It was like, that's what I told him. And he, he got up and, you know, dusted off his blanket and started folding. He's like, come on, Ma. And they left. Oh, God. They left. Yeah, they God. left. And so um, 
you know, I just watched them walk and just kept going on about my set or whatever. And then there were two guys that were coming down because, this, again, we're on the banks of the of this river, and they were coming down this hill, and they were obviously dyed, hairs dyed black, mullet type hairstyle, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, full length button down shirt, rolled up sleeves, vest. Uh, biker jeans, boots, chains, okay. you know, um, and then they were bikers. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so I performed or whatever. And then I got done and was walking back to my car. I was like, this is it. I'm out of here. Like, I'm like, I've had enough. I've right, had enough right, of right. this part of the South. And so one of the guys stopped. He was like, well, one of my, one of my brothers won't talk to you. And I was like, oh, Jesus, here he goes. So brothers as in, like, That's what bike, I said. one of the bikers? I guess, I guess, right? I didn't know at first. I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I walked over to him. He was like, this is this is my brother. No, no, no. I forgot what his name was. And he was like, this is the girl I was telling you about. And I was like, oh, shit, what, what's about to happen? And uh, he was like, well, yeah, I'm a brother such and such with a, with the brotherhood of the, and I was just like, what? And he was like, yeah, so we're a motorcycle club or motorcycle, yeah, group club. And uh, we have, we want to do like fundraisers when we raise money, you know, for the kids and stuff like that. And we was wondering, he was telling me you were really funny and wanted to know if you wanted to come back and do one of our comedy shows, we're going to put on the comedy show. And I was like, um, okay, um, do you have your information? Oh, he pulled out his wallet and it had a flag on it. Oh, oh my God. No, I got, well, just Confederate yes. flag. Yes, And I was like, and I was like, who are you with again? He's like, we're the brotherhood. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh okay. My God. And then he pulled out his card and his card just looked like, like a, like a hairband album cover. Like it was black card. Oh with red, just angry red, old English leather, letters that you couldn't read because the red had blurred whoever printed right, the cards. Right, it was right. a horrible print job and had skull and just everything metal, you know, like like a metal head would have on it. And I, it, back of the car was like Walter, you know, so <laughs> it was like, it was like, uh, and he handed me his car. He was like, yeah, you know, we, you know, we raise money and all this kind of stuff. And we give to, you know, you can come back to the, you know, whatever clubhouse or whatever and do the comedy show. He was like, all right, nice to meet you. I hope to hear from you. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, is this mm-hmm. before Google? Did you get to Google this? I did not. No. <laughs> No, no. Because I just felt the irony of this. No, whole thing. Like, I what, can't. Was this, was this, were they inviting you for the fundraiser or a lynching? That's what I'm saying. Like, I did not know. So one of the other comics came up to me. He was like, you know, those motorcycle clubs, they pay really good money. And I was like, I don't give a damn. He had a flag on his wallet and his card looked like death. Right. Like, why would I want to come back, right, you right, know, right, and right. do a comedy show here? And... um. He was like, well, you know, if you book me, he's like, I'll make sure that nothing, you know, happens oh, to, so you. to you. I'll come with you. I'll, I'll come with you and make sure nothing happens <laughs> to you if you bring me on to do the show with you. I was like, here, you can just take his card and you can go do the show. But my black ass ain't coming back here. This is the first and last time y'all ever going to see me here uh, in this area of town. Let me take my ass home with these. Fl- and 
even as I was crossing the street to walk to my car, there was like a car revving the engine up. Right, and right, then as right. soon as I got to my car, it was like sped past, like it was trying to kick up dust or something. Right, I was right. like, yeah, I've had enough. It's time to go. Right, and right. I'm from Kentucky. Right, right. This is a whole new type of... Right, right. You know, I, I, I don't play, play around right, all the time. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a little further south. It's a little further south. Right, but right. Um, Which is why I feel like it's important, again, for comics to go and travel and do, you know, comedy in different places because you're really going to see who believes or shares the same attitudes and beliefs that you are and, and how, how's that, how are you going to make that relate to everybody? Because I've got right. to deal with the bikers just like I got to deal with the theater crowd. And, right, and right, all right. this stuff has to translate equally. Right. Right. Uh, or at least in a way that's nice or or for some people not too offensive or you know whatever so right. that which is kind right. of hard to do well but, what's the furthest south you've done then uh i've done miami oh okay yeah i've done miami yeah i've done a show in miami before it was it was cool it was different I, it was in little haiti uh in miami and uh it was uh it was an interesting show it was it was uh, a nice mix uh, it's not as mixed as New York, but, right, right. Um, and then I think the hardest show I've done, I wouldn't say hard, but I felt like it didn't go over as well, yeah. uh, was when I was in Toronto, ironically. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I was just in Toronto. Are they more uptight? They're, they're not more uptight, it's just uh, because they are so, maybe it could have just been the show that I was on. So I don't want to just put like this all of Toronto. Just blanket, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, right. I've been there before, and I performed in a festival there last year, or a couple of years ago, and it, it didn't feel that way. But maybe it was just the show. It was like they play a lot into the stereotypes of different cultures. They talked right. a lot about Jamaicans and you know stuff like that. So it right, must right. have been a big following there, or maybe it was that particular show. Right. Um, right. It was at Yuck Yucks, and it was a it was a good show, but. The my jokes didn't translate as well because they're American jokes, oh, and you right, know, like right. I talk about, you know, military, and they're like, "Who cares about the military?" And I'm like, "Oh, because y'all don't, you're, you're you Canadian. don't have the right, yeah, exactly." <laughs> the, the attitude about the military is not the same. It's not the same, and yeah. and I had no clue. I didn't know that. That's right. another thing, you know. Right. That's what you learn by going out on the road and traveling, you know. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, so that's. It, it was it was different between those two. It was interesting to see the differences, but. Uh, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I love traveling and doing shows in front of different people. I love uh, breaking the the mold or the stereotype that most people, you know, because uh, or think of me or um, of comedy or women in comedy or black women in comedy. I like breaking the molds because I can't change what you see, right? Right. So when I get on stage, you're gonna have this expectation. And a couple of times I have gotten on stage and I'm like, oh, you think I'm going to get up here and do mm -hmm, chicken jokes? That's what you think <laughs> I'm going to do. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not, you know, and I, and I talk about, you know, Judy Bloom and stuff like that, you know, that you would never expect, you right, know, to right. come out of my mouth. So I love, you know, being what they don't expect me to be. Right. But above all, I think what it is, is just, you know, um, being humorous and being witty and, and even when the joke doesn't always connect, it's the humor that is what connects people. So, right. yeah, I like that part of it. Oh, well, that's great. That's yeah. great. So um, heroes or inspiration or what, what, who are your first loves of comedy? That, first love. I mean, you're wearing a Richard Pryor shirt. I'm wearing a Richard Pryor shirt. <laughs> I, mean, I love kind of Richard Pryor. <laughs> um, 
So, you know, I grew up watching Robert Klein and Whoopi Goldberg, Billy Crystal, Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah, I yeah. grew up in the eighties with the eighties comics and the in the eighties comedy boom and and so the John Rivers and you know, I grew up with that, you know. Um, and then after that you had the nineties, so you had a lot of Def Jam and right, and right. even though I, I love to watch, you know, urban comics and my brothers and sisters out here doing comedy. I don't necessarily do the same, you know, type of comic, but I, I draw from that as inspiration. I think uh, my my tribute is my confidence because of what they've done or what right. they've laid out right. before. What they the, were what, able what to they do. pioneered was yeah. just like kapow, it, kapow, exactly. Like, wow. So while I don't necessarily do all of the same type of material or or whatnot, I use that confidence right. and, and or my polish is based on what they've done and what right. they've been able to do. They pioneered it for us. Exactly. You know, exactly. like, hey, you can do all this. Shit. Like, oh. Exactly. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so that's what I do. So I, I try to mix the two kind of like that, you know. Um, you know, and, and so, um, yeah, so I, I, that's what I grew up watching right now. I really like, um, I really, really, really like Asan Minaj right now. He's, he's doing it the most for me because I love the fact that he's able to uh, break down a lot of stereotypes and, and be able to connect people from different backgrounds just based on stories about his family and right. you know and what it's like and and it, and I love to be able to put the spotlight on the absurdity right. of people you know based on the different backgrounds and things or just even racism you know I like to show people this is this is how silly you look right. or sound when you do this and right. you know and here's why and give you a different way of thinking about it like, oh I didn't I didn't realize I was doing that or right. you know just so I like that I like I love smart comedy I love I'm very cerebral Right, right. So I love anything. Although any you're, 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 it was funny because your sandwich comment is cerebral, but it's also ridiculous. It's ridiculous, which I love. right? I love that you know, right? Because a woman, don't, I mean, I don't want to give away your joke, but no. yeah, the, the premise was just like I was just watching, going, ah, right. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I just I like to juxtapose the two together. If right. I could do that, and, and it, which is why it's so hard for me to write because it's more of a performance than it is written. Right, because you find it. I feel like I find it on stage. On I, kinda, stage. I could sort of set up the idea, mm -hmm. and no matter how much I write it, it's still too it's clunky. Too, it's too wordy, it's too right, analytical. Right. And it, Yeah, it has to kind of come from your gut. It has to. I have to be able to feel it. And there was one point in time, and again, I, I've only been doing this for like, uh, seven years, but uh, there was one point in time I had to take a break because it was like, if I ain't buying this, I know they not buying it. <laughs> right. I got tired of, you know, thinking too much about what it was that I was saying and, you know, and I wasn't putting a lot of performance into it. And I had to take a break, you know. Right. And when I came back, it was, it was, I was told at one point when you got the fuck it attitude about comedy, then that's when things will start right. connecting right. to you. Like synopsis will start firing right. and stuff, stuff like that. Out. Right, yeah. Right, right, right. And so when I came back, I was just like, fuck it. Y'all not up here doing it. You right. get up here and try to do this. And and so at after that, I feel like, and that was at the beginning of 2015, um, things just started taking off for me. You right, know, I right, started right. doing pretty much 
I wouldn't say all of it, but for the most part, I would say about 90% of the festivals I submitted to, I got in. It was just, right, right. I just had this different attitude about it. And I feel like, you know, I'm still trying to find my voice. I really am. I still am trying to figure out who this person is I want to put out in front of the people. Right. And, um, but I still have to keep in mind that I have to write what I know. And, and I, I tell comics all the time, um, nobody can do you better than you. Right. You know, so right. I keep that in mind and write with, you know, and fuck it. Just do, just do. <laughs> right. right. But, right, right. but at the same time, I still want to be, cause I'm, you know, I'm cheeky and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm that girl, you know? And right, right. so, but I still have to put that, that, that cerebral nerd side of me in there. Right. Because that's part of me too. Right. And make it accessible right. and likable and, and still to the edge. Exactly. <laughs> right. And still be a ham and still, but I'm still shy. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, how do I explain I that? that? You're shy when you're doing a titty sandwich. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. People will not believe that I'm shy and I'm completely shy. Um, but yeah, I am. I'm gravely shy, but um, but you would never know it. Right, right, yeah. right. The titty sandwich, the titty sandwich joke, does not sound shy. It's not <laughs> shy at all, and I don't even. I'm trying to think of how I even came up with that, but right. it's true. But it's true. It's true. Yeah, it's yeah. a true. Because I true guess that you could tell the, the audience the premise of that if you wanted to. Um. Well, that's all it takes to make a man happy is a sandwich and a titty. <laughs> and then sometimes, lady and ladies know this, ladies, you know this, uh, your man comes out of pocket a lot of times. And usually it's when he hasn't, you haven't given him none. He starts acting crazy and starts talking crazy and just trying you and being real testy like a kid would test their parent a lot. Right, right. He's like, I'm going to have to... I'm gonna have to do something to get him because he's just I had to slap him or do something. So outside of slapping him, before you slap him, make him a titty sandwich. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Right. And I've yet to find one man that is gonna turn it down. And I ask, I'm like, what man in here is turning down a titty sandwich? <laughs> and it's quiet. <laughs> Cause they're not gonna turn it down. In fact, when I say all it takes to make them happy is a sandwich and a titty, they, uh, they go crazy. They're like, right. yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. And I'm like, so ladies, you know, stop getting your nails done. Stop doing your toes. Cut their ass up in the bed. They don't care. They right, just right. told you. Make them a sandwich and shut up. Show them a titty every once in a while. They'll be happy. <laughs> That's all they need. So they just this ridiculousness of the idea when you present it. It was just great. But the, but the titty sandwich. Yeah, making the sandwich and, you know, your bread and you right, know, all right. that kind of stuff. And, yeah, right. you get out your George Foreman, too. <laughs> so, you gotta make that. You were saying you gotta yeah, do that. You gotta mammogram that thing. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So. Mammogram that thing. <laughs> <laughs> so now, did you did you mention a, a web series or what, what was what you were well? On? I uh, I did. I recorded a web series in Memphis. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it. Okay. I don't know if I am allowed to. Okay, so you're working on a project. Yeah, I worked. I, we finished it um, earlier this year, so I'm looking forward to when that comes out because it was a lot of fun. Um, so we can stay tuned to this space. We'll just, yeah, how, yeah. How can people find you? Okay, so you can find me I'm on all the social medias. Um, I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook and Twitter at Holly Lene, and so that's H-O-L-L-Y-L-Y-N-N-E-A. Holly Lene, and then I'm also on Snapchat, but I feel it's kind of weird when people follow you on Snapchat. <laughs> I love that you tell me, follow me on Snapchat, but you're weird if you follow me but on yeah, Snapchat. Yeah, because it's like you're being, like you want this behind the scenes look, but it's, 
I don't know. Some people use theirs in different ways. And I guess just because I'm not versed in it that much, right. I haven't used it that much. I, feel, I always feel like Snapchat is like heterosexual grinder that disappears. Like you just sort of send a yeah. nasty thing. I thought that's what it was I supposed it's, to but be. It's silly stuff. It's also, but people do send, you know. People go off on Snapchat. Like, it's, and I think it's because they know that it's going to disappear within right. 24 hours. But isn't there an app that can record whatever you send someone and it doesn't matter? I don't know. See, I don't see. And I don't play around with stuff like that. I don't, you know, mm, mm. no. So I, I will yeah. use mainly, I'm mainly Instagram. Um, okay. Twitter is my writing exercise. So it right. helps me write yeah, yeah. and stay current and stay, um, I guess quippy and right. and, and, and tight. You got to characters. Yeah, exactly. You so, can't do a part one, part two tweet. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. You got you got one tweet to get that whole thought out. And then uh, I stayed away from Facebook for a long time because I was like, oh gosh, I talk too much. Like these these books that you're writing, you know, this literally book, you know. Right, right. And uh, so now I find that I'm using Facebook more. Obviously, because things are different in our country, so I have a lot to say about right. you know political things, and I even used to do a lot of political jokes, but you know I, I kind of steered away from it. Um, I steered away from it when Obama became uh, our president, and I have a lot to say about Trump uh, <laughs> right. on Facebook, which, which so does everybody else. Um, You're locked and loaded on Trump. <laughs> right, I am. I am ready to go at any point in time. Um, Let's see. But yeah, for the most part, I'm on, on all the social medias at Holly Lene. And then my website is uh, com. And um, yeah, so that's where you can find me. Okay, great. Well, I'm so glad you joined me today. Yeah, thank you. And good luck tonight. Thank I can't you. wait to watch your set. Oh, um, no, I hate that I, I missed yours. I know. I know. You well, were there's funny like so many. Night. Yeah. Oh, you saw that? Yes, last night? I was okay. there last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was fun it working was. that crowd. Yeah, it was. It was a good time. Well, oh, good. I can't wait to see you up there and you're going to be all full out on that stage. I know. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, over and out for WTY Podcast. Bye. Be there yet. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs> W-T-Y. It's a comedy journey. <laughs>